we all know it's coming and it's not gonna be pretty. It's great to have storable food, but when that runs out, what are you gonna do? Your best defense against the coming apocalypse is to have seeds so you can grow your own food. So I've been looking for various different seeds for the last couple of years. And off the bat, almost all seed companies are the same, as long as they're non-GMO, heirloom, yada, yada. But it's the following years that really concern me. So I bought a whole bunch of seeds last year. And when you get seeds, there's, there's a lot of seeds in a pack, a whole lot. You're probably not gonna use them all if you have a small garden. So you wanna make sure they last again the following year. So the best company I found for these seeds is called Survival Essentials. And when you go on their webpage, it says your best defense against the coming apocalypse. So go to survival-essentials.com, save 10% with promo code DEFIANT and get ready because we're gonna need to eat. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't trust the food in the grocery store anymore. I don't trust it unless I can plant the seed with my own hands and watch it grow with my own eyes and know where it's coming from and feed it to my family. So survival-essentials.com, promo code DEFIANT, saves you 10%. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. soldier in the army of my God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. 
I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier. Listen to the same damn message that they give me. Tell me how to feel. Tell me what's wrong. I tried to call. Pick up the phone. Become on my own. Everybody says you coming back to man. Why the hell's it taking so long? Why do I hurt? Why is there pain? Why does everything good always have to change? Why does everybody try to profit off another man's work and destroy it just for monetary gain? Tell me all you black or all you white. I don't even really care. I just really want to know what's right. They've been saying one thing, but I've been looking in the book. And it seems like they've been lying for my whole damn life. Tell me where I'm going. Is it heaven to hell? I just hope this message greets you well. Had a dream that I was walking with the devil. Don't remember how it feels, but I swear that I remember the smell. Looked me right into my eye and told me everything I wanted could be mine if I gave up and decided to sell. But I said I'd rather die than get mine. Now I'm here. No fear, one man with a story to tell. Dear God, where were you when I needed it? When I fucked up and repeated it. When they set the bar and I exceeded it. My life is like a book that they've been judging by a cover, but I've never took the time to fucking read this shit. I remember telling you my goals and my dreams, but you didn't even answer, so I guess you didn't believe in it. I remember sitting with a gun to my head trying to ask you for some I don't want religion, I need that spirituality I don't want a church, I need people to call a family I don't want to tell my sins to another sinner Just because he's got a robe and he went to some academy I don't want to read it in the book, I want to hear it from you Don't want to learn it in my school because they hiding the truth Don't want to talk about it to another fucking human being And that's the only reason that I even step in this booth Dear God How do I take this darkness and turn it into light? 
How do I believe in a concept where I speak to a man I've never seen with my own two eyes? How do I know that religion wasn't made just to separate the world and create a whole disguise just to keep us in these chains while the rich get richer and the poor pray to you and perpetuate a lie? How do I know this ain't some big joke? How can I have faith when there is no hope? How the hell does one man have a hundred billion dollars and we still have people on the street that are broke? There's a lot of things I want to talk about and get off my chest. I can't sleep because the devil won't let me rest. I used to know a fucking pastor in a church and I can still hear the screams of the kids even fucking molest. Dear God! supposed to fear you, but you ain't said shit, so maybe it's you who actually fears me, I don't know the answer, I just wanna see it clearly, so many lies, a thousand different theories, all I wanna know is who really made religion, cause I know it wasn't you, but don't nobody believe me, no more lies, no more death, bring back king, bring back X, please dear God let their soul rest, protect who's left and watch their steps, dear God, dear God, I don't wanna have to ask you again, I just hope that you know that I'm still a believer, so I'll end this all, by saying amen. So, my goal is to finish Nehemiah today, of which there are about 13 chapters, and then Esther, which is relatively short. Maybe not. Ten chapters, so... We'll see if that happens. However, I need to take a break. So I'm going to play the next video in Brothers Matt, Brother Matt series. Well, I take a break here. So let's listen to Brother Matt. Hey, brothers and sisters, it's Brother Matt back with another message from the Lord. The message I'm going to read you today is from December 25th, 2023, from late on Christmas night. You may have seen I posted a little video yesterday with uh, just a little encouragement and a reading from an older video. But after that, when I went to bed, um, the Lord gave me another message to share. So uh, in a few minutes, I'll share that. And um, sorry, I sound, uh, got a little bit of a cold. Um, you know, after the Lord gave me the first message last night, I, I slept a little bit, maybe 30, 45 minutes, and then woke up again and just immediately in the spirit. And um, and the Lord gave me a vision and some more words. So I'm going to share all of that today. Um, so maybe a little bit longer than normal. Um, but, um, but it's his message. He told me to declare it. And so I need to be faithful to get it out. So um, even though I spent most of the day in bed, I, I climbed out and tried to transcribe everything. And so now I'm, I'm in the car where it's nice and quiet and uh, I'm read it to you. So uh, grateful for all of you guys on the channel. I want you to know that I do see your prayer requests. Many people have reached out um, with specific prayer requests. Um, I do pray for you and I know other people on the channel pray for you too. Let's continue to support each other in that way. You can put your prayer requests in the comment section or you, you're welcome to write me directly. I've been a little bit slow in responding the last couple of days with the holiday and and um, 
and kind of dealing with this cold. So um, hopefully I'll get back to normal in a few days. So um, brothers and sisters, uh, let's just go ahead and get started. This is what the Lord says, December 25th, 2023. He who is called the Holy One of Israel, he who is called the Nazarene, he who is called the Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God who is with you, he who was born of the Virgin, the Word, who took on flesh and dwelt among you, he who is called the Rod of Jesse, who was born in the city of David and who sits on the throne of David, the Messiah, Son of Man, Son of God, Jesus, the Anointed One, he who was and who is and who is coming soon, I am he who speaks to you. For I will not be silent, for I am the God who still speaks. Therefore, O people, O men, O nations, turn your ear, bend your knee, heed my word. Tell my people, my winnowing fork is in my hand, with which I shall separate out the wheat from the chaff. My wheat shall be bundled up and set aside for me. But the chaff has been reserved for fire. Blessed are those who have longed to see my day, for they shall see. Blessed are those who have persevered through many trials, for they shall be rewarded. Blessed are you who are weary, for I shall give you rest. Blessed are you who call on my name, for surely I have heard from heaven, and I will come down to you. Blessed are you who overcome in my name, for yours is the victory. Blessed are you who resist the evil one, for you will stand on that day. Blessed are you who long for the day of the Lord, for you shall soon be satisfied. Your faith shall be made sight. You will see those things that the ancients of old could only long to see, for you shall see my victory. Tell my people, I have reserved a place for you at my father's table. Soon the call shall resound, for the bridegroom is coming. Therefore prepare yourselves and watch for me, for I am surely coming soon. I am coming back for what is mine, for my remnant, for the people marked with my seal, my sheep who know my name and answer when I call. Watch for me, O oh my people, look for my sign. Listen to me, O oh you nations, you peoples of the earth. Though you long for peace, 
There will be no peace apart from me. The sword is in my hand, and with it I shall ride forth to conquer and subdue all those nations who would defy me, all those who would lift their chins and turn their faces against me. I will silence the rebel and even those stiff-necked people shall bend their knee to me. I will rule them with a rod of iron, for none shall resist me. I am he who is called the Lion of Judah. I am he who is called the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Turn your ear to me, O you who are wise, and call upon my name while there is yet time for you. I have offered you an outstretched hand. I have set my witnesses ever before you. I have given you my word. I have given you my prophets. Return to me. Repent and be reconciled. Even now, my arms are open to you, to receive you, to restore you, to renew you, if only you would come to me. But even now, you will resist. Even now, you would turn your face from me. You would harden your heart. You would cover your ears. You would cling to the darkness, hoping to hide yourself from me. O oh, foolish man, do you not know that there are none who can hide from my gaze, from the light of my face? I would that you would walk in the light as I am in the light that you might have fellowship with me, but you have chosen fellowship with darkness. And so to the outer darkness, you shall be reserved. Tell my children, wait with me only a little while longer. Be strong and courageous for the days of the sword are upon you. I will not lose any who are mine, for none shall take them out of my hand. But you must stand firm. Take on the armor I have given to you. Take up your shield. Take up my sword that you may resist in the evil day. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. For I will be with you even unto the end of this age. Soon you will meet me on the day of my coming. For I am calling forth my armies even now. Array yourselves, O oh my children, for the battle is at hand. Soon the trumpet will sound. Soon comes the day. Do not hold back. Set your feet to my path and follow after me, 
we are marching on to war. I, the Lord, have spoken, the Lord of hosts, who captains the armies of heaven. My sword is in my hand, and I soon shall ride forth to victory. Declare this word to them, O servant of the Lord, and do not hold it back. I am calling forth my armies to battle, for the day of battle is upon you. But remember, I have already won the victory. I, the Lord, have spoken. Declare all that I give to you. Fearlessly make it known. Okay, so brothers and sisters, that is the word uh, that was given on December 25th. And after this, I went to sleep for a little while. And, um, and then I woke up and um, just immediately filled with the spirit. And, um, and the Lord began to give me a vision. So I'm just going to read you what, uh, what I saw and try to describe what I saw. And then there are a few times where the Lord gave additional words. So um, I saw two jets, military jets flying in formation together, uh, flying over a city and there were explosions um, in the city. I'm not sure what city it is. Um, I got the feeling maybe the jets were like surveying something at first. Uh, that they had come from an aircraft carrier nearby. And then I saw uh, a battleship again. I've seen this battleship a few different times, but I saw the battleship again and, and the guns and, you know, shots being fired through these big guns firing onto land. Um, I heard something then about a retaliatory strike. And then... Um, this thing about arrows from the sky. And I saw a patch like on um, the pilot's flight suit and it looked like arrows. Um, they were wearing black uniforms, flight uniforms or dark blue uniforms. Um, and I just kept trying to describe something like sky arrows and the word phalanx also came to me then. So um, I see these jets are firing on the city. They're shooting um, at something on the ground, a target on the ground. And I could see like the bullet trail or whatever smoke as, as their weapons hit the ground. I think they were firing on people. And at first I wasn't sure if this was something being done out of cruelty or if they were fulfilling some sort of military objective, trying to hit a target but I had the feeling that this was something that was done out of cruelty, that they were just flying over the city and shooting at people who were on the street, people that were running from whatever. And, and, you know, now they're running because there was shooting going on and then arrows from the sky came again. Then I saw from a perspective high above this, um, in the heavenlies, I guess, and I could see an angel hovering over this city. Um, and I've seen from this point of view before, I, and I, I think now I understand that maybe this is in the heavenlies, I guess, but I could see the angel hovering over the city high up in the air. And he has a scroll in his hand that is open. And then the Lord spoke and the Lord said, woe, woe 
for the great and terrible day of the Lord has come. And then he said, it is for judgment. And later on, there's some additional words that he gave that come back to this thing about it is for judgment that I think may give more clarity to that. So from the perspective in the heavenlies that I could see, I could see other angels far, far off at a distance, also hovering. And I said um, that I thought that these were like the princes that are described in Daniel, you know, that have charge over certain cities or places. I could see one far in the distance from, from where I was with this first angel. And then, um, and then I heard Babylon the great has fallen. Um, again, I'm not sure what city this was. There are some cities that I thought of. Uh, I thought of Rome and Lebanon, and I thought of Tel Aviv. Um, I'm not saying that was any of those cities. Those are just cities that I thought of with what I was seeing, but the Lord didn't tell me specifically what city it was. Then I heard air raid sirens going off in the city. And then I saw uh, an explosion in this city, a huge fireball, uh, white, like a nuclear bomb, white light consuming the towers and the buildings around it. I was seeing it from the deck of a ship, I think that battleship, and I could see the buildings falling and I could see the sailors on the deck of the ship and they were sad. They were distraught because they knew what this meant, this destruction they were seeing. Um, Maybe it was sailors from that city that was being destroyed and they were witnessing it, or maybe they were the ones responsible for the attack. I don't know. Um, then I saw something like a black curtain coming down from the heavenlies down to the land, uh, a shroud of darkness over a people, over a land. And I, I know it was a spiritual symbol. Um, and I think that it represents the veil that is over the, these people's eyes. And then I said, I think, I think it is over Israel. And then the Lord spoke. And this is what the Lord said. They cannot see until I remove the veil from their eyes. But I will pierce the veil. I will tear it asunder. As the curtain was torn in the temple, that they might have eyes to see that they might have ears to hear, that they might turn and be saved. But the devastation comes first. It is from judgment that eyes will see. When they see the devastation, then they will turn back to me. Then will the veil be lifted. Then they will know that they have been deceived. So then I saw the little prince, the tiny king, who I've seen in several other visions, which I've recorded over the last couple of months. And this little prince, um, who I think represents the Antichrist, he has the edges of this black curtain, and he's shaking the curtain out like you would shake out a tablecloth that you were setting on a table. And I said, he is the one who puts the veil over them. And then I thought, I thought of the words, the covenant with many. Um, and then I said that the attack is how they will know that they've been deceived. 
Then the Lord spoke again, and this is what the Lord said, and this is kind of the end, even as it's getting dark here. The Lord said, I will complete my work among these nations. When you see these things, know that the days are upon you. Many will weep, but I am he who works all things for the good of those who are called according to my purposes. Even in this, I will receive glory on the earth when their towers fall and the cities in which they trust are devastated, then they will turn to me. Those who are mine shall see my mighty hand at work among these nations. And then he said, tell them what you have seen and what you have heard. And so brothers and sisters, that is what I am trying to do to be faithful to deliver to you what he gave to me, um, just as he gave it to me without any, anything extra. Um, all right. That's all I got. Um, and I will see you guys the next time when I have something else to share. I pray you'll be blessed brothers and sisters. I pray you'll be watchful. You will prepare yourselves and, um, be blessed. Thank you, Brother Matt. That was from December 25th. Interesting that he and I were sick at the same time. I had this conversation. I posted the Substack the other day, a couple days ago. Conversation with Gabriel from December 23rd. I had a conversation with Gabriel last night. I made notes afterwards. The plagues will come first and last four years. I did not clarify if that was the number four or, or if he said for years, but I feel like it was the number four. Pestilence, locusts, frogs, and things we cannot even imagine. Wars too. And I think they will run concurrent with the plagues on civil war, nuclear war, and a war against the machines. Skynet went active April 24th in the first movie. Mick is not the only one that Gabriel speaks to, though he tells Mick, and sometimes me, the details. Yet no one is worried, except for us. So it's too late for us. There's no turning back now from our fate. We spoke about free will. God gave us alone free will because he loves us best, and he wanted that love returned freely. All he asked was that we not forget him. And we have. So while he still loves us best, we deserve everything that's coming to us. Tough love. The first trumpet will sound on Jesus' real birthday, and the veil will be lifted a bit. It will lift a bit more with each trumpet. Stand still. Don't look back. Remember Lot's wife. Do not panic. Do not scurry. Are you familiar with the Greek Valkyries? They misrepresented them a bit. They are women with wings with the lower body of a horse. Fierce warriors, the fiercest. You don't want to fight them alone. When the veil parts the first time, we will see. Each time a trumpet sounds, the veil will lift a bit more. And each time we will see things currently beyond our comprehension. 
So. Very similar message given at the same time. Interesting. Thank you, God, for sending us your messengers, giving us ears to hear. and the time to prepare. So on to Nehemiah. Chapter one, the words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah. And it came to pass in the month of Chislu in the 20th year, as I was in Shushan, the palace, that Hanani, one of my brethren came, he and certain men of Judah, And I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said unto me, The remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. And it came to pass, when I heard these words, that I sat down and wept, and mourned certain days, and fasted, and prayed before the God of heaven and said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. Let thine ear now be attentive and thine eyes open that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant, which I pray before thee now, day and night, for the children of Israel, thy servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against thee, Both I and my father's house have sinned. We have dealt very corruptly against thee and have not kept the commandments, nor the statutes, nor the judgments, which thou commandest thy servant Moses. Remember, I beseech thee, the word that thou commandest thy servant Moses, saying, If ye transgress, I will scatter you abroad among the nations. But if ye turn unto me and keep my commandments and do them... Though there were of you cast out onto the uttermost part of the heaven, yet will I gather thee them from thence, and will bring them onto the place that I have chosen to set my name there. Now these are thy servants and thy people, whom thou hast redeemed by thy great power and by thy strong hand. O Lord, I beseech thee, let now thine ear be attentive to the prayer of thy servant and to the prayer of thy servants, who desire to fear thy name. And prosper, I pray thee, thy servant this day, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. For I was the king's cupbearer. Chapter 2. And it came to pass in the month of Nisan, in the twentieth year of Artursis, the king, that wine was before him. And I took up the wine and gave it unto the king. Now I had not before time, I had not been before time sad in his presence. Wherefore the king said unto me, Why is thy countenance sad, seeking thou art not sick? This is nothing else but sorrow of heart. Then I was very sore afraid, and I said unto the king, Let the king live forever. Why should not my countenance be sad when the city, the place of my father's sepulchres, lieth waste, and the gates thereof are consumed with fire? Then the king said unto me, For what dost thou make request? So I prayed to the God of heaven, and I said unto the king, 
if it please the king, and if thy servant have found favor in thy sight, that thou wouldest send me unto Judah, unto the city of my father's sepulchers, that I may build it. And the king said unto me, the queen also sitting by him, for how long shall thy journey be, and when wilt thou return? So it pleased the king to send me, and I set him a time. Moreover, I said unto the king, If it please the king, let letters be given me to the governors beyond the river, that they may convey me over till I come into Judah, and a letter unto Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he may give me timber to make beams for the gates of the palace, which appertain to the house, and for the wall of the city, and for the house that I shall enter into. And the king granted me, according to the good hand of my God upon me, then I came to the governors beyond the river and gave them the king's letters. Now the king had sent captains of the army and horsemen with me. When Sanballat, the Horonite, and Tobiah, the servant, the Ammonite, heard of it, it grieved them exceedingly that there was come a man to seek the welfare of the children of Israel. So I was come to Jerusalem and was there three days, and I arose in the night, I and some few men with me, Neither told I any man what my God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem. Neither was there any beast with me, save the beast that I rode upon. And I went out by night by the gate of the valley, and even before the dragon well, and to the dung port, and viewed the walls of Jerusalem, which were broken down, and the gates thereof were consumed with fire. Then I went on to the gate of the fountain, and to the king's pool, but there was no place for the beast that was under me to pass. Then I went up in by the night by the brook, and viewed the wall, and turned back, and entered by the gate of the valley, and so returned. And the rulers knew not whither I went or what I did, neither had I as yet told it to the Jews, nor to the priests, nor to the nobles, nor to the rulers, nor to the rest that did the work. Then I said unto them, You see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lieth waste, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Come, and let us build up the wall of Jerusalem, that we be no more a reproach. Then I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me, as also the king's words that he spoken unto me. And they said, Let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. But when Sanballat the Horonite, and Tobiah the servant, the Ammonite, and Geshem the Arabian heard it, they laughed us to scorn, and despised us, and said, what is this thing that ye do? Will ye rebel against the king? Then answered I them and said unto them, The God of heaven, he will prosper us. Therefore we his servants will arise and build. But ye have no portion nor right nor memorial in Jerusalem. Chapter 3 Then Eliashib the high priest rose up with his brethren the priests, and they builded the sheep gate. They sanctified it and set the doors of it. Even onto the tower of Maya, they sanctified it onto the tower of Hananel. And next unto him builded the men of Jericho. And next unto them builded Zakor, the son of Imri. But the fish gate did the sons of Hassanah build, who also laid the beams thereof and set up the doors thereof, the locks thereof and the bars thereof. And next unto them repaired Merimoth, the son of Orgia, the son of Koz. And next unto them repaired Meshulam, the son of Barakai, the son of Meshazebel, and upon, next unto them repaired Zadok, the son of Bana, and next unto them the Tekotites repaired, 
but their nobles put not their necks to the work of their Lord. Moreover, the old gate repaired Jehoiada, the son of Paseah, and Meshulam, the son of Besodiah. They laid the beams thereof, and set up the doors thereof, and the locks thereof, and the bars thereof. And next unto them repaired Melatiah, the Gibeonite, and Jadon, the Maranthinite, the men of Gibeon, and of Mitzpah, unto the throne of the governor on this side the river. Next unto him repaired Uziel, the son of Hariah, of the goldsmiths. Next unto him also repaired Haniah, the son of one of the apothecaries, and they fortified Jerusalem unto the broad wall. Next unto them repaired Rapiah, the son of Hur, the ruler of the half part of Jerusalem. Next unto them repaired Jediah, the son of Harumph, even over against his house. And next unto him repaired Hatush, the son of Hashabaniah, Malkijah, the son of Harim, and Hashub, the son of Pathmoab, repaired the other piece, and the towers of the furnaces. And next unto him repaired Shalom, the son of Helohash, the ruler of the half part of Jerusalem, he and his daughters. The valley gate repaired Hanun and the inhabitants of Zanoah. They built it and set up the doors thereof, the locks thereof, and the bars thereof, and a thousand cubits on the wall onto the dung gate. But the dung gate repaired Malchiah, the son of Rechab, the ruler of part of Bethel Hakarem. And he built it and set up the doors thereof, the locks thereof, and the bars thereof. But the gate of the fountain repaired Shalun, the son of Koazah, the ruler of part of Mitzpah. He built it and covered it and set up the doors thereof, the locks thereof, and the bars thereof. And the wall of the pool of Siloah by the king's garden and onto the stairs that go down from the city of David. After him repaired Nehemiah, the son of Azbuk, the ruler of the half part of Bethzur, onto the place over against the sepulchres of David, and to the pool that was made, and onto the house of the mighty. After him repaired the Levites, Rahum, the son of Bani. Next unto him repaired Hashabiah, the ruler of the half part of Kalai, in his part. After him repaired their brethren, Bavi, the son of Hanadad, the ruler of the half part of Kalah. Next to him repaired Ezer, the son of Jeshua, the ruler of Mitzpah. Another piece over against the going up to the armory at the turning of the wall. After him, Baruch, the son of Zabai, earnestly repaired the other piece from the turning of the wall onto the door of the house of Elishib, the high priest. After him repaired Merimoth, the son of Orjah, the son of Kaz, another piece from the door of the house of Elisheb, even unto the end of the house of Elisheb. And after him repaired the priests, the men of the plain. After him repaired Benjamin and Hashub over against their house. After him repaired Azariah, the son of Masaiah, the son of Aniah, by his house. After him repaired Binuai, the son of Hanadad, another piece from the house of Araziah, unto the turning of the wall, even unto the corner. Palal, the son of Uzziah, over against the turning of the wall, and the tower which lieth out from the king's high house that was by the court of the prison. After him, Padiah, the son of Parush. Moreover, the Nethanims dwelt in Ophel, unto the place over against the water gate toward the east, and the tower that lieth out. After them, the Tekatites repaired another piece, over against the great tower that lieth out, even unto the wall of Ophel. 
From above the horse gate repaired the priests, every one over against his house. After them repaired Zadok, the son of Emmer, over against his house. After him repaired also Shemaiah, the son of Shechaniah, the keeper of the east gate. After him repaired Haniah, the son of Shalamiah, and Hanun, the sixth son of Zalthoth, another piece. After him repaired Meshulam, the son of Barak, over against his chamber. After him repaired Malachi, the son, the goldsmith's son, onto the place of the Nethimnims, and of the merchants, over against the gate of Mifkad, and to the going up of the corner. And between the going up of the corner onto the sheep gate repaired the goldsmiths and the merchants. Chapter 4. But it came to pass that when Sanballat heard that we builded the wall, he was wroth and took great indignation and mocked the Jews. And he spake before his brethren and the army of Samaria and said, What do these feeble Jews? Will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned? Now Tobiah the Ammonite was by him, and he said, Even that which they build, if a fox go up, he shall even break down their stone wall. Hear, O our God, for we are despised, and turn their reproach upon their own head. And give them for a prey in the land of captivity, and cover not their iniquity, and let their son be blotted out from before thee, for they have provoked thee to anger before the builders. So built we the wall, and the wall was joined together onto the half thereof, for the people had a mind to work. But it came to pass that when Sanballat and Tobiah and the Arabians and the Ammonites and the Ashadites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up and that the breaches began to be stopped, then they were very wroth and conspired all of them to come and to fight against Jerusalem and to hinder it. Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto our God and set a watch against them day and night because of them. And Judah said, the strength of the bearers of burdens is decayed, and there is much rubbish, so that we are not able to build the wall. And our adversaries said, They shall not know, neither see, till we come in the midst among them and slay them and cause the work to cease. And it came to pass that when the Jews which dwelt by them came, they said unto us ten times, From all places whence ye shall return unto us, they will be upon you. Therefore said I in the lower places behind the wall, and on the higher places, I even set the people after their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. And I looked and rose up and said unto the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, Be ye not afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible, and fight for your brethren, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your houses. And it came to pass when our enemies heard that it was known unto us, and God had brought their counsel to naught that we returned all of us to the wall, every one unto his work. And it came to pass from that time forth that the half of my servants wrought in the work and the other half of them hold both the spears, the shields and the bows and the habergens and the rulers were behind all the house of Judah. They which builded on the wall and they that bear burdens with those that laid it, every, every one with one of his hands wrought in the work and with the other hand held a weapon. 
For the builders, everyone had his sword girded by his side. So he builded, and he that sounded the trumpet was by me. And I said unto the nobles, and to the rulers, and to the rest of the people, The work is great and large, and we are separated upon the wall, one far from another. In what place, therefore, ye hear the sound of the trumpet? Resort ye thither unto us. Our God shall fight for us. So he labored in the work, and half of them held the spears from the rising of the morning till the stars appeared. Likewise, at the same time, said I unto the people, let every one with his servant lodge within Jerusalem, that in the night they may be a guard to us and labor on the day. So neither I nor my brethren nor my servants nor the men of the guard which followed me, none of us put off our clothes, saying that every one put them off for washing. Chapter 5 And there was a great cry of the people and of their wives against their brethren the Jews. For there were that said, We, our sons and our daughters, are many. Therefore, we take up corn for them, that we may eat and live. Some also were that that said, We have mortgaged our lands, vineyards, and houses, that we might buy corn because of the dearth. There were also that said, We have borrowed money for the king's tribute, and that upon our lands and vineyards. Yet now our flesh is as the flesh of our brethren, our children as their children. And lo, we bring into bondage our sons and our daughters to be servants. And some of our daughters are brought unto bondage already. Neither is it in our power to redeem them, for other men have our lens and our vineyards. And I was very angry when I heard their cry in these words. Then I consulted with myself, and I rebuked the nobles and the rulers and said unto them, Ye exact usury every one of his brother. And I set a great assembly against them. And I said unto them, we, after our ability, have redeemed our brethren, the Jews, which were sold unto the heathen. And will ye yet sell your brethren or shall they be sold unto us? Then held they their peace and found nothing to answer. Also, I said, it is not good that ye do. Ought she not to walk in the fear of our God because of the reproach of the heathen, our enemies? I likewise and my brethren and my servants might exact of them money and corn. I pray you, let us leave off this usury. Restore, I pray you, to them even this day their lands, their vineyards, their olive yards, their houses, also the hundredth part of the money and of the corn, of the wine and the oil that ye exact of them. Then they said they, we will restore them and we will require nothing of them. So will we do as thou sayest. Then I called the priests and took an oath of them that they should do according to this promise. Also, I shook my lap and said, so God shake out every man from his house and from his labor that performeth not this promise. Even thus be he shaken out and emptied. And all the congregation said, Amen, and praised the Lord. And the people did according to this promise. Moreover, from the time that I was appointed to be their governor in the land of Judah, from the 20th year, even unto the two and 30th year of Artaxerxes the king, that is 12 years, I and my brethren have not eaten the bread of the governor, but the former governors that had been before me were chargeable unto the people and had taken of them bread and wine besides 40 shekels of silver. Yea, even their servants bear rule over the people. But so did not I, because of the fear of God. Yea, also I continued in the work of this wall. Neither bought we any land, 
And also my servants were gathered thither unto the work. Moreover, there were at my table an hundred and fifty of the Jews and rulers, besides those that came unto us from among the heathen that were about us. Now that which was prepared for me daily was one ox and six choice sheep. Also fowls were prepared for me and once in 10 days store of all sorts of wine. Yet for all this required not I the bread of the governor, because the bondage was very heavy upon this people. Think upon me, my God, for good, according to all that I have done for this people. Chapter 6 Now it came to pass, when Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem the Arabian and all the rest of our enemies heard that I had builded the wall, and that there was no breach left therein, though at that time I had not set upon the doors upon the gates, that Sanballat and Geshem sent on to me, saying, Come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plains of Ono. But they thought to do me mischief, and I sent messages unto them, saying, I am doing a great work, so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease whilst I leave it and come down to you? Yet they sent unto me four times after this sort, and I answered them after the same manner. Then Sanballat his servant said unto me in like manner, the fifth time with an open letter in his hand, wherein was written, It is reported among the heathen, and Gashmu saith it, that thou and the Jews think to rebel, for which cause thou buildest the wall, that thou mayest be their king, according to these words. And thou hast also appointed prophets to preach of thee at Jerusalem, saying, There is a king in Judah, and now shall it be reported to the king according to these words. Come now, therefore, and let us take counsel together. Then I sent unto him, saying, There are no such things done as thou sayest, but thou feignest them out of thine own heart. For they all made us afraid, saying, Their hand shall be weakened from the work, that it not be not done. Now, therefore, O God, strengthen my hands. Afterward, I came unto the house of Shemaiah, the son of Deliah, the son of Methtabiel, Meth who was shut up. And he said, Let us meet together in the house of God within the temple, and let us shut the doors of the temple. For they will come to slay thee, yea, in the night will they come to slay thee. And I said, Should such a, a man as I flee? And who is there that, being as I am, would go into the temple to save his life? I will not go in. And lo, I perceived that God had not sent him, but that he pronounced this prophecy against me, for Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him. Therefore was he hired that I should be afraid, and do so in sin that they might have manner for an evil report that they might reproach me? My God, Think thou upon Tobiah and Sanballat according to their works, and on the prophetess Nodiah and the rest of the prophets that would have put me in fear. So the wall was finished in the twentieth, twenty and fifth day of the month Ulil, in fifty and two days. And it came to pass that when all our enemies heard thereof, and all the heathen that were about us saw these things, they were much cast down in their own eyes, for they perceived that this work was wrought of our God. Moreover, in those days, the nobles of Judah sent many letters unto Tobiah, and the letters of Tobiah came unto them. For there were many in Judah sworn unto him, because he was the son-in-law of Shechaniah, the son of Ara. And his son, Jonan, had taken the daughter of Meshulam, the son of Barakiah, 
Also, they reported his good deeds before me and uttered my words to him. And Tobiah sent letters to put me in fear. Chapter 7. Now it came to pass, when the wall was built, and I had set up the doors, and the porters, and the singers, and the Levites were appointed, that I gave my brother, Hanani, and Hananiah, the ruler of the palace, charge over Jerusalem, for he was a faithful man and feared God above many. And I said unto them, Let not the gates of Jerusalem be opened until the sun be hot. And while they stand by, let them shut the doors and bar them, and appoint watches of the inhabitants of Jerusalem, every one in his watch, and every one to be over against his house. Now the city was large and great, but the people were few therein, and the houses were not builded. And my God put into mine heart to gather together the nobles and the rulers and the people that they might be reckoned by genealogy. And I found a register of the genealogy of them, which came up at the first and found written therein. These are the children of the province that went up out of the captivity of those that had been carried away, whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had carried away and came again to Jerusalem and to Judah, every one unto his city who came with Zerubbabel, Jeshua, Nehemiah, Azariah, Namia, Naman, Ani, Mordecai, Bilshan, Mispareth, Bigvi, Nehum, Bana. The number, I say, of the men of the people of Israel was this. The children of Parash, 2,172. The children of Sheptiah, 372. The children of Ara, 652. The children of Pahath Moab, of the children of Jeshua and Joab, 2,818. The children of Elam, 1,254. The children of Zatu, 845. The children of Zakai, 703 score. The children of Binuai, 648. The children of Babai, 628. The children of Azgad, 2,320 and two, the children of Adonikam, 603 score and seven, the children of Bigvi, 2,003 score and seven, the children of Adin, 650 and five, the children of Atar of Hezekiah, 90 and eight, the children of Hashum, 320 and eight, the children of Bezai, 320 and four, the children of Harif, 112, the children of Gibeon, 90 and five, the men of Bethlehem and Natufah, and hundred fourscore and eight. The men of Atuthoth, and hundred and twenty-eight. The men of Kerjath, Jeriam, Chephithriah, and Beroth, seven hundred forty and three. The men of Ramah and Gaba, six hundred twenty and one. The men of Michmas, and hundred and twenty and two. The men of Bethel and Ai, and 120 and three, the men of other Nebo, 50 and two, the men of other Elam, 1,250 and four, the children of Harim, 320, the children of Jericho, 340 and five, the children of Lod, Hadid and Ono, 720 and one, the children of Sena, 3,930, the priests, the children of Jediah, of the priests of Jeshua, 970 and 3, the children of Immer, 1,050 and 2, the children of Pashur, 1,240 and 7, the children of Harim, 1,017, the Levites, 
the children of Jeshua, of Kadmiel, and of the children of Hodavah, seventy and four, the singers, the children of Asaph, an hundred forty and eight, the porters, the children of Shalom, the children of Eter, the children of Talmon, the children of Akub, the children of Hatita, the children of Shobai, an hundred thirty and eight. The Nethanims, the children of Ziha, the children of Hashua, the children of Tabuath, the children of Keros, the children of Sia, the children of Padon, the children of Labana, the children of Hagaba, the children of Shalmai, the children of Hanan, the children of Gedel, the children of Gahar, the children of Reyahaya, the children of Rezin, the children of Nekoda, the children of Gazam, the children of Uzzah, the children of Paseah, the children of Besaya, the children of Manum, the children of Neshephasim, the children of Bakbuk, the children of Hakupa, the children of Harhur, the children of Baslith, the children of Mahida, the children of Harsha, the children of Barkus, the children of Sisera, the children of Tama, the children of Naziah, the children of Hatifa, the children of Solomon's servants, the children of Sotiah, the children of Sophoreth, the children of Parida, the children of Jala, the children of Darkon, the children of Gedel, the children of Sephatiah, the children of Hatil, the children of Pork. Portshareth, of Zabam, the children of Ammon. All the Nethanims and the children of Solomon's servants were three hundred ninety and two. And these were they which went up also from Telmala, Telharesha, Cherub, Adon, and Emmer. But they could not show their father's house, nor their seed, whether they were of Israel. The children of Deliah, the children of Tobiah, the children of Nekoda, six hundred forty and two, and of the priests, the children of Habiah, the children of Koz, the children of Barzillaiah, which took one of the daughters of Barzillaiah the Gildeite to wife, and was called after their name. These sought their register among those that were reckoned by genealogy, but it was not found. Therefore were they, as polluted, put forth from the priesthood. And the Tershatha said unto them that they should not eat of the most holy things till there was stood up a priest with Urim and Thummim. The whole congregation together was forty and two thousand three hundred and three score, beside their manservants and their maidservants, of whom there were seven thousand three hundred and thirty-seven. And they had two hundred and forty-five singing men and singing women, their horses seven hundred and thirty-six, their mules, 240 and 5, their camels, 430 and 5, 6,720 asses. And some of the chief of the fathers gave on to the work. The Tershatha gave to the treasure a thousand drams of gold, 50 basins, 530 priest garments. And some of the chiefs of the fathers gave to the treasure of the work 20,000 drams of gold and 2,200 pounds of silver. And that which the rest of the people gave was 20,000 drams of gold and 2,000 pounds of silver, and threescore, and seven priest garments. So the priests and the Levites and the porters and the singers and some of the people and the Nethanims and all Israel dwelt in their cities. And when the seventh month came, and the children of Israel were in the cities. All right, y'all. I think I'm going to finish up there for the day at the end of chapter seven of Nehemiah. So tomorrow we'll finish Nehemiah and perhaps Esther. So 
Sorry, Liana, you'll have to listen to that Dax song one more time because we've not quite finished this book yet. Everything always takes longer than I think it should. That's how it goes. But I am hungry and I need to get uh, working on Freedom Gardens this afternoon because that kicks off at 1.45 for the pre-show, 2 p.m. for the regular show. Unfortunately, Heather is not able to join me after all. She texted me this morning that she's not able to make it. So uh, 9 a.m., actually, I'm sorry, 10 a.m. tomorrow. I do like to sleep in a bit on Sundays, and honestly, I barely made it this morning. So let's say 10 o'clock tomorrow for the good book, um, 10 a.m. Eastern. Because I know that's still seven o'clock your time, Ellsworth, over on the West Coast. And it is Sunday. So 10 o'clock for the good book. And uh, yeah, that's it for me. I need to go take care of my children and my animals and get ready for Freedom Gardens. I might do something a little different for Freedom Gardens, though. I'll tell you what, because there's a, uh, of course, we'll go over, you know, what I've done this week and if I'm able to get my new commercial quite finished before Freedom Gardens, I'll produce that. And I do have a new sale coming up for February. So I'll let you guys know about that. Um, however, there is a particular interview that I've been wanting to watch about the jab. So I might go a little bit into that this afternoon. We might watch that together uh, this afternoon. We'll see. I'll kind of take a look at the first of it and, and see what's happening. So, so that's it. Again, 1.45 for the pre-show, 2 p.m. for the start of the regular show, 10 o'clock tomorrow morning for the good book, and then, of course, True Spiracy tomorrow afternoon with Mick and I at 2 p.m. So... Until then, thanks for watching, y'all. And uh, I hope God keeps you safe in the shadow of his wing until he returns for all of us. So have a wonderful, blessed day. Be blessed. I thank God for y'all every day. Thanks for listening. Have a great one. See you on the flip side. Good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday. Our first Sunday good book. Hmm. Interesting. Are y'all doing this and going instead of going to church? I am. Of course, I haven't gone to church and hmm. I haven't gone to church since COVID, since the priest stood up and said that uh, in the pulpit during his homily and said that anyone who didn't get the jab was bad. God hated you and you were going to kill your grandma. And I walked out and I haven't been back to church since. Because it's not man's place to tell me those things. And yet it brought me closer to God. Because then I went and asked, Hey God, do you hate me for not getting the jab? For not messing with the DNA that you gave me? For not trying to kill myself? No. Not at all. Plus, both my grandmas are already dead. 
So, church. You know, it's funny because I never went to church, really. Well, that's not true. I, uh, my mom left the church when I was five and took me with her. And I spent most of the rest of my life, my childhood anyway, going from one church to another, looking for something, anything, with friends, with my dad, my grandma. I went to all different churches, Lutheran, Episcopalian, non-denominational, congregational. I even went to Jewish temple, well, synagogue. I was almost always in a church in a building designated for God almost every Sunday when I was a child, but never with my mom. You know what I found in every single one of those places? I didn't find God, I'll tell you that. But I found a common theme. Common theme across all of them, doesn't matter which one. To do good and you'll be good. Essentially. Do good things for other people. And it's all good. Your sins will be forgiven, you'll wind up in heaven. That was the common theme. And yet when I started actually talking to God for myself, that wasn't the theme. The devil doesn't mind you doing good for other people. The devil doesn't mind good manners or good deeds. He just wants you to forget about God. That's all he cares about. Because you know what God cares about more than anything else? Love. He doesn't want you to forget him. He wants you to love him freely. So what I found in all those churches was not God. I found God, actually, Kristen, I think I first found God on the back of my horse. So good on you going horseback riding today. Being out in the fields running Galloping, the wind in my hair. The feel of the horse underneath me. Telling it what to do with my body language, with my legs, with a twitch of my fingers. Sometimes with my mind. Go this way, go that way. Jump that. Stop. But that oneness with an animal... That's where I first found God. It didn't take man telling me what to listen to, what to believe, how to interpret the words coming out of his mouth. Mm -mm. It took oneness with an animal 
with another one of God's creatures to make me start to understand just a smidgen of understanding. So when I read the Bible every morning, and this is what I was, when I remember the other day, slipped out of my head, couldn't remember what I was going to say, but the conversation I had, I remember. When I read the Bible every day, I will not interpret it for you. That's not my place. I won't tell you what to think or what to believe or even what I think or what I believe about what we've read because I feel like the words in the Bible carry a different message, a different meaning for everybody who hears them. It's up to you to interpret them, not me. I'm just reading them for you. So this is not a Bible study. This is a prophecy and a Bible reading. Prophecy first, Bible reading after. So let's start with Brother Matt for the prophecy part. Hey, brothers and sisters, it's Brother Matt back with another message from the Lord. The message I'm going to read today is from December 28th, 2023, early this morning, about 3 a.m. Uh, the Lord woke me up uh, with this message uh, that I'm going to share for you. If you're new to this channel, uh, what I do here is I just share the messages the Lord has given me the way that he gave them to me. I, I don't add any explanation or interpretation or anything. I just give it to you as he gave it to me, word for word, the way that he gave it. This is not a sermon. It is not just a recitation of scripture. Um, it is the message that the Lord gave me and told me to share. And so I'm just trying to be faithful to do what he's told me to do here. Uh, I encourage you to check out the other videos on this channel if you're new here um, so that you can hear the other things that the Lord has been sharing over uh, the past several months. Um, I'm grateful for all of you in the community who have been uh, praying for me and who just daily encourage me with your words and your support. And uh, please know that I am praying for you. And again, I always encourage you guys to put prayer requests in the comment section so that we can continue to pray for each other. Uh, even as the day draws near, we should be faithful in praying for each other, brothers and sisters. So if you look in the comments and you see a prayer request, just take a moment to pray for that person and maybe uh, maybe heart their comment or, or comment back that you prayed for them. That will be an encouragement to them. Um, also want to remind you guys that on my Substack, which I'll link here in the video, I post the, the words of the message along with footnotes that have, you know, the biblical cross references to a lot of the things that are said. Uh, so I encourage you to check out the Substack if you haven't done that. And if you want to read the word, maybe uh, after after I read it to you, you can go and read it for yourself. So that'll be linked there for you. So having said all of that stuff, uh, I'm going to read to you the message from December 28th, 2023. There is a moment in, in this time where um, there was a confrontation with an evil spirit that kind of came against us. So I'll, I'll kind of briefly describe what happened there when we get to this section. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into it. December 28, 2023. 
this is what it says. I, the Lord, who sought you and bought you with a great price, he who chose you from before the foundations were laid, he who began a good work in you, the faithful one, the ancient of days, God who is with you, the one who will never leave you nor forsake you, I, the Lord, the one who is not silent, I will speak. Therefore, listen to me and heed my words, O you peoples. I am coming soon. Prepare yourselves. Watch. Look for me. Look for the sign of my coming. For I shall come as lightning that flashes from the east. Even now, the armies of the Lord are making ready. The one who is wise will keep his watch. Do not grow weary. Do not fear. For my day is coming soon upon you. O oh, my children, how I have longed to gather you to myself, to sit at the table with you for the great feast. The unfaithful steward will not be prepared on the day of his master's return. The unfaithful watchman has turned aside to his own concerns. He has forgotten his post. The unfaithful virgins were not ready when the call came forth. But the bridegroom is coming soon. Do not be like these unfaithful ones, O oh my children. Do not be distracted. At this point, this is when um, we had this confrontation with uh, an evil spirit, I guess. Um, basically, what happened is I saw a face at the window of, of my bedroom window, uh, a face looking in. And um, as this thing was there, uh, I confronted it and told it to flee, told it to leave. And, and, and I saw it float up to the upper floors of the house. And it was like going from window to window. And as I continued to confront it, it fled. And I saw it, you know, like shoot between two houses across the street, look like a shape, like a shadow. Um, but so there was a confrontation here. And in the midst of this, the Lord um, would speak some things and then there was this confrontation. So I'm just gonna read you what the Lord said um, here. Even now, your enemy is seeking someone to devour. He searches for a foothold as the thief searches for an unsecured window or door. Allow no foothold, my children. Keep your watch. The enemy comes like the thief. <clears throat> Excuse me. Testing every lock 
searching out the defenses. Keep your watch and allow him no foothold. Soon you will see heaven open and the Son of Man coming from on high with his great host. As you wait, do not despair for the end of this age, for the age of the Son is coming. Do not despair as the birth pangs increase upon the earth, but know the time is near. Remain steadfast, immovable, abounding in the work of the Lord, even unto that very day. To the unfaithful say, turn back to the plow, O you backsliders. Turn back and remember your first love for the master is coming soon. Wake up, wake up, for the day is upon you. Return and do the things you did at the first. I am he who stands at the door. I have given you my word. I have given you my spirit. I have given you my prophets my witnesses. I have given you all that you need, but still you have turned aside. Yet I call for you even now. O faithless children, even now I stand with arms outstretched. Return to me, O prodigal sons and daughters. The hour is late. The day draws near. And finally, the Lord said, Do not cease from speaking these things which I have given to you. Declare them fearlessly. It will be as an encouragement to some, as a challenge to others. But for some, it will be as a word of life to them finish the work. So that is the word that the Lord gave me uh, early this morning, December 28, 2023. I do pray that it would be a word of life to some of the people out there watching this video. I do pray for those who have turned aside, for those who have forgotten their first love, Lord, turn them back to you. Help them to see that you are waiting with arms outstretched, just as you said, Lord, that they might return to you, God. Lord, we bless your name and we praise you and we thank you for your word and for this message. And I pray your blessing over all these brothers and sisters and your encouragement to them today. And, uh, yeah, pray all of that in Jesus' name. Um, friends, that's all I got for today. And uh, I'll be with you guys next time. God bless. Take care. Thank you, Brother Matt. We'll see how far we get. Maybe we'll listen to another one today. I am going to try and keep this under two hours, however. 
it's easier to replay that way. So before we get into it, let's pray. Dear God, thank you for giving us the strength and energy to do everything we need to do to prepare for your return. Thank you for sending us your messengers, giving us ears to hear your words, eyes to see your signs, the understanding, the discernment to sift the lies from the truth, the courage to spread your word to everybody, everyone we know, those we don't. the grace to grant blessings to those we feel may need them and maybe those we don't. Thank you, God, for our animals who show us what it is to live for you alone and teach us about unconditional love. Thank you for our children whose innocence Curiosity reminds us of what we're fighting for. Thank you for my husband, my rock. Thank you for all of our friends and family, the ones who've always been with us, the ones who've recently joined us, the ones who are yet to come. Thank you, God, for bringing us together as a family for you, for showing us our path. But most of all, God, thank you for life. Every single day, thank you for life. So, it's gonna rain here soon too today and tomorrow on mixed two days off, which forces us to be inside. Maybe I'll get some more writing done. All right. Yesterday, we finished chapter seven of Nehemiah. Mm -hmm. So chapter eight. And all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gate. And they spake unto Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. And Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both of men and women, and all that could hear with understanding upon the first day of the seventh month. And he read therein before the street that was before the water gate from the morning until midday before the men and the women and those that could understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive unto the book of the law. And Ezra the scribe stood upon a pulpit of wood, which they had made for the purpose. And beside him stood Mattathiah and Shema and Aniah and Arujah 
and Hilkiah and Masiah on his right hand, on his left, Padaiah and Mishael and Malachi and Hashum and Hashbadana, Zechariah and Meshulam. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up and Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. And all the people answered, Amen, Amen, with lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Also Jeshua and Bani and Sherebiah, Jamin, Akub, Shabbatai, Hodijah, Messiah, Kelita, Azariah, Josabad, Hanan, Peliah, and the Levites caused the people to understand the law, and the people stood in their place. So they read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. And Nehemiah, which is the Tershatha, and Ezra, the priest, the scribe, and the Levites that taught the people, said unto all the people, This day is holy unto the Lord your God. Mourn not, nor weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat and drink the sweet, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites stilled all the people, saying, Hold your peace, for the day is holy. Neither be ye grieved. And all the people went their way to eat and to drink and to send portions and to make great mirth because they had understood the words that were declared unto them. And on the second day were gathered together the chief of the fathers of all the people, the priests and the Levites, unto Ezra the scribe, even to understand the words of the law. And they found written in the law, which the Lord had commanded by Moses, that the children of Israel should dwell in booths in the feast of the seventh month and that they should publish and proclaim in all their cities and in Jerusalem, saying, Go forth onto the mount and fetch olive branches and pine branches and myrtle branches and palm branches and branches of thick trees to make booths as it is written. So the people went forth and brought them and made themselves booths, every one upon the roof of his house and in their courts and in the courts of the house of God and in the street of the water gate and in the street of the gate of Ephraim. And all the congregation of them that were come again out of the captivity made booths and sat under the booths. For since the days of Jeshua, the son of Nun, unto that day had not the children of Israel done so. And there was a very great gladness. Also day by day, from the first day unto the last day, he read in the book of the law of God. And they kept the feast seven days. And on the eighth day was a solemn assembly according unto the manner. Chapter 9. Now in the twenty and fourth day of this month, the children of Israel were assembled with fasting and with sackcloths and earth upon them. And the seed of Israel separated themselves from all strangers and stood and confessed their sins and the inequities of their fathers. And they stood up in their place and read in the book of the law of the Lord their God one fourth part of the day and another fourth part they confessed and worshiped the Lord their God. Then stood up upon the stairs of the Levites, Jeshua, and Bani, Kadmiel, Shabaniah, Buni, Sherebiah, Bani, and Chinani, and cried with a loud voice unto the Lord their God. Then the Levites, Jeshua, and Kadmiel, Bani, Hashbaniah, 
Sherebiah, Hodijah, Shabaniah, and Pethahiah, said, Stand up and bless the Lord your God forever and ever. And blessed be thy glorious name, which is exalted above all blessing and praise. Thou, even thou, art Lord alone. Thou hast made heaven, the heavens of heavens, with all their hosts, the earth, and all the things that are therein, the seas and all that is therein, and thou preservest them all, and the host of heaven worship thee. Thou art the Lord, the God, who didst choose Abram, and broughtest him forth out of Ur of the Chaldees, and gavest him the name of Abraham, and foundest his heart faithful before thee, and madest a covenant with him to give the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Jebusites, and the Girgashites, to give it, I say, to his seed, and hast performed thy words, for thou art righteous." And didst see the affliction of our fathers in Egypt, and heardest their cry by the Red Sea, and showedest signs and wonders upon Pharaoh, and on all his servants, and on all the people of his land, for thou knewest that they dwelt proudly against them. So didst thou get thee a name, as it is this day, and thou dividest, didst divide the sea before them, so that they went through the midst of the sea on the dry land, and their persecutors. Thou threwest into the deeps as a stone into the mighty waters. Moreover, thou ledest them in the day by a cloudy pillar, and in the night by a pillar of fire, to give them light in the way wherein they should go. Thou camest down also upon Mount Sinai, and spakest with them from heaven, and gavest them right judgments and true laws, good statutes and commandments and madest known unto them thy holy Sabbath, and commandest them precepts, statutes, and laws by the hand of Moses thy servant, and gavest them bread from heaven for their hunger, and broughtest forth water for them out of the rock for their thirst, and promised them that they should go on in to possess the land which thou hadst sworn to give them. But they and our fathers dealt proudly, and hardened their necks, and hearkened not to thy commandments, and refused to obey. Neither were mindful of thy wonders that thou didst among them, but hardened their necks, and in their rebellion appointed a captain to return to their bondage. But thou art a God ready to pardon, gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and forsookest them not. Yea, when they made them a molten calf, and said, This is thy God that brought thee up out of Egypt, and had wrought great provocations. Yet thou, in thy manifold mercies, forsook them not in the wilderness. The pillar of cloud departed not from them by day, to lead them in the way, neither the pillar of fire by night, to show them light, and the way wherein they should go. Thou gavest also thy good spirit to instruct them, and withheldest not thy manna from their mouth, and gavest them water for their thirst. Yea, forty years didst thou sustain them in the wilderness, so that they lacked nothing. Their clothes waxed not old, and their feet swelled not. Moreover, thou gavest them kingdoms and nations, and didst divide them into corners, so they possessed the land of Sihon, and the land of the king of Heshbon, and the land of Og, king of Bashan. Their children also multipliedest thou as the stars of heaven, and broughtest them into the land, concerning which thou hadst promised to their fathers, that they should go in to possess it. So the children went in and possessed the land, and thou subduest before them the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites, and gavest them into their hands with their kings and the people of the land, that they might do with them as they would. 
And they took strong cities and a fat land and possessed houses full of all goods, wells digged, vineyards and oliveyards, and fruit trees in abundance. So they did eat and were filled and became fat and delighted themselves in thy great goodness. Nevertheless, they were disobedient and rebelled against thee and cast thy law behind their backs and slew thy prophets, which testified against them to turn them to thee. And they wrought great provocations. Therefore thou deliverest them into the hand of their enemies who vexed them. And in the time of their trouble, when they cried unto thee, thou heardest them from heaven. And according to thy manifold mercies, thou gavest them saviors who saved them out of the hand of their enemies. But after they had rest, they did evil again before thee. Therefore, lettest thou them in the hand of their enemies so that they had dominion over them. Yet when they returned and cried unto thee, thou heardest them from heaven, and many times didst thou deliver them according to thy mercies, and testifiedest against them that thou mightest bring them again unto thy law. Yet they dealt proudly and hearkened not unto thy commandments, but sinned against thy judgments, which if a man do, he shall live in them. And withdrew the shoulder, the hardened, and hardened their neck, and would not hear. Yet many years didst thou forbear them, and testifiedest against them by thy spirit and thy prophets. Yet would they not give ear. Therefore gavest thou them into the hands of the people of the lands. Nevertheless, for thy great mercy's sake, thou didst not utterly consume them, nor forsake them, for thou art a gracious and merciful God. Now therefore our God, the great, the mighty, and the terrible God, who keepest covenant and mercy, let not all the trouble seem little before thee that hath come upon us and our kings and our princes and on our priests and on our prophets and on our fathers and on all thy people since the time of the kings of Assyria unto this day. Howbeit thou art just in all that is brought upon us, for thou hast done right, but we have done wickedly. Neither have our kings, our princes, our priests, nor our fathers kept thy law, nor hearkened unto thy commandments and thy testimonies, wherewith thou didst testify against them. For they have not served thee in their kingdom, and in thy great goodness that thou gavest them, and in the large and fat land which thou gavest before them, neither turned they from their wicked works. Behold, we are servants this day. And for the land that thou gavest unto our fathers to eat the fruit thereof and the good thereof, behold, we are servants in it, and it yieldeth much increase unto the kingdoms whom thou hast set over us because of our sins. Also they have dominion over our bodies and over our cattle at their pleasure, and we are in great distress. <coughs> and because of all this, we make a sure covenant and write it, and our princes, Levites, and priests seal onto it. <clears throat> Chapter 10. Now those that were sealed were Nehemiah, the Tershatha, the son of Hakaliah, and Zedkijah, Sariah, Azariah, Jeremiah, Pashur, Amariah, Malkijah, Hatush, Shebaniah, Maluk, Harim, Merimoth, Obadiah, Daniel, Ginnathon, Baruch, Meshulam, Abijah, Mijamin, Maziah, Bilgai, Shemaiah, those were the priests, and the Levites, both Jeshua, the son of Azana, 
Benui, the son of Hanadad, Kadmiel, and their brethren, Shabaniah, Hodajah, Kalita, Peliah, Hanan, Micah, Rehob, Hashabiah, Zakor, Sherebiah, Shabaniah, Hodajah, Bani, Beniu, the chief of the people, Parash, Pathmaob, Elam, Zathu, Bani, Puni, Azgad, Bebai, Adonijah, Begvai, Adin, Atur, Hizkajah, Azur, Hodajah, Hashum, Bezai, Haref, Anathoth, Nabai, Magpiesh, Meshulam, Hazir, Meshabiel, Zaduk, Jadua, Pelatiah, Hanan, Anaya, Hosea, Hananiah, Hashub, Halohesh, Peliah, Shobek, Rehum, Hashabanah, Masiah, Andajiah, Hanan, Anan, Maluk, Harim, Bana, and the rest of the people, the priests, the Levites, the porters, the singers, the Nethanims, and all they that had separated themselves from the people of the lands unto the law of God, their wives, their sons, and their daughters, everyone having knowledge and having understanding, they clave to their brethren, their nobles, and entered into a curse and into an oath to walk in God's law, which was given by Moses, the servant of God, to observe and do all the commandments of the Lord our Lord and his judgments and his statutes, and that we would not give our daughters unto the people of the land, nor take their daughters for our sons. And if the people of the land bring ware or any victuals on the Sabbath day to sell, that we would not buy it of them on the Sabbath or on the holy day, and that we would leave the seventh year and the exaction of every debt. Also, we made ordinances for us to charge ourselves yearly with the third part of a shekel for the service of the house of our God, for the showbread, and for the continual meat offering, and for the continual burnt offering of the Sabbaths, of the new moons, for the set feasts, and for the holy things, and for the sin offerings to make an atonement for Israel, and for all the work of the house of our God. And we cast the lots among the priests, the Levites, and the people for the wood offering to bring it into the house of our God, after the houses of our fathers, at times appointed year by year to burn upon the altar of the Lord our God, as is written in the law, and to bring the first fruits of our ground and the first fruits of all fruit of the, all trees year by year onto the house of the Lord. Also the firstborn of our sons and of our cattle, as it is written in the law, and the firstlings of our herds and of our flocks, to bring it to the house of our God, unto the priests that minister in the house of our God, and that we should bring the first fruits of our dough and our offerings, and the fruit of all manner of trees, of wine and of oil, unto the priests to the chambers of the house of our God, and the tithes of our ground unto the Levites, that the same Levites might have the tithes in all the cities of our tillage, and the priest, the son of Aaron, shall be with the Levites when the Levites take tithes. And the Levites shall bring up the tithe of tithes unto the house of our God, to the chambers, into the treasure house. For the children of Israel and the children of Levi shall bring the offering of the corn, of the new wine and the oil, unto the chambers, who are the vessels of the sanctuary, and the priests that minister, and the porters and the singers. And we will not forsake the house of our God. Chapter 11. And the rulers of the people dwelt at Jerusalem, and the rest of the people also cast lots to bring one of ten to dwell in Jerusalem, the holy city, and nine parts to dwell in other cities. 
And the people blessed all the men that willingly offered themselves to dwell at Jerusalem. Now these are the chief of the province that dwelt in Jerusalem, but in the cities of Judah dwelt every one in his possession in their cities, to wit, Israel the priests, and the Levites, and the Nethanims, and the children of Solomon's servants. And at Jerusalem dwelt certain of the children of Judah, and of the children of Benjamin, of the children of Judah, Athiahah, the son of Uziah, the son of Zechariah, the son of Amariah, the son of Sheftiah, the son of Mahaliel, of the children of Perez, and Masiah, the son of Baruch, the son of Colhose, the son of Haziah, the son of Adiah, the son of Joyrib, the son of Zechariah, the son of Shiloni. All the sons of Perez that dwelt at Jerusalem were four hundred, threescore, and eight valiant men. And these are the sons of Benjamin. Salu, the son of Meshulam, the son of Joed, the son of Padiah, the son of Koliah, the son of Masiah, the son of Ithiel, the son of Jesaiah, and after him Gabai, Salai, nine hundred twenty and eight, and Joel, the son of Zikri, was their overseer, and Judah, the son of Senua, was second over the city. Of the priests, Jedidiah, the son of Joreb, Jakin, Sariah, the son of Hilkiah, the son of Meshulam, the son of Zadok, the son of Marioth, the son of Atub, was the ruler of the house of God. And their brethren that did the work of the house were eight hundred twenty and two. And Adiah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Peliah, the son of Amzi, the son of Zechariah, the son of Pashur, the son of Malchai, and his brethren, chief of the fathers, two hundred forty and two. And Amashai, the son of Azriel, the son of Ashai, the son of Meshulameth, the son of Immer, and their brethren, mighty men of valor, and hundred twenty and eight. And their overseer was Zabdiel, the son of one of the great men. Also of the Levites, Shemaiah, the son of Hashub, the son of Azrakam, the son of Hashibayah, the son of Buni, and Shabbathai, and Josabad, of the chief of the Levites, had the oversight of the outward business of the house of God. And Mataniah, the son of Micah, the son of Zabdi, the son of Asaph, was principal to begin the thanksgiving and prayer. And Bakbukiah, the second among his brethren, and Abda, the son of Shamua, the son of Galal, the son of Jeduthun. All the Levites in the holy city were two hundred fourscore and four. Moreover, the porters, Akub, Talmun, and their brethren that kept the gates, were in hundred seventy and two. And the residue of Israel, of the priests and the Levites, were in all the cities of Judah, every one in his inheritance. But the Nethanims dwelt in Ophel, and Ziha and Gisbah were over the Nethanims. The overseer also of the Levites at Jerusalem was Uzi, the son of Bani, the son of Hashabiah, the son of Mataniah, the son of Micah. Of the sons of Asaph, the singers were over the business of the house of God. For it was the king's commandment concerning them, that a certain portion should be for the singers due for every day. And Pethahiah, the son of Meshezabel, of the children of Zerah, the son of Judah, was at the king's hand in all matters concerning the people. And for the villages with their fields, some of the children of Judah dwelt at Kirth, Kirthja Arba, and the villages thereof, and at Dibon, and in the villages thereof, and at Jacob Ziel, and in the villages thereof, 
and at Jeshua and at Moladah and at Beth Felet and at Hazar Shual and at Beersheba and in the villages thereof and at Ziklag and at Marcona and in the villages thereof and at Enraman and at Zarea and at Jarmuth, Zarnoa, Adulam and in their villages at Lachish and in the fields thereof at Azikah and in the villages thereof. And they dwelt from Beersheba onto the valley of Hinnom. The children also of Benjamin from Geba dwelt at Michmash and Aja and Bethel and in their villages. And at Anathoth, Nob, Ananiah, Hazor, Ramah, Gitaim, Hadid, Zeboam, Nebalat, Lod, and Ono, the valley of craftsmen. And of the Levites were divisions in Judah and in Benjamin. Chapter 12. Now these are the priests and the Levites that went up with Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Jeshua, Sariah, Jeremiah, Ezra, Amariah, Maluk, Hatush, Shechaniah, Rahum, Merimoth, Edo, Ginnatho, Abijah, Miamim, Madiah, Bilgah, Shemamiah, and Jorarib, Jedekiah, Salu, Amok, Hilkajah, Jedahiah. These were the chiefs of the priests and of their brethren in the days of Jeshua. Moreover, the Levites, Jeshua, Biniu, Kadmiel, Sherebiah, Judah, and Mataniah, which was over the thanksgiving, he and his brethren. Also, Bakbukiah and Uni, their brethren, were over against them in the watches. And Jeshua begat Joachim. Joachim also begat Elisheb. And Elisheb begat Joida. And Joida begat Jonathan. And Jonathan begat Jadua. And in the days of Joachim were priests, the chief of the fathers, of Sariah, Moriah, of Jeremiah, Haniah, of Ezra, Meshulam, of Amariah, Johanan, of Meliku, Jonathan, of Shebaniah, Joseph, of Harim, Adna, of Mariathah, Halkai, of Edo, Zechariah, of Ginnathon, Meshulam, of Ibajah, Zikri, of Miniamim, of Modiah, Piltai, of Bilgah, Shamua, of Shemiah, Shahonathan, and of Joyarib, Metani, of Jediah, Uzi, of Saliah, Kaliah, of Amak, Eber, of Hilkiah, Hashabiah, of Jediah, Nethaniel. The Levites in the days of Eliashib, Joidiah, and Johanan, and Jadua were recorded chief of the fathers, also the priests, to the reign of Darius the Persian. The sons of Levi, the chief of the fathers, were written in the book of the Chronicles, even until the days of Johanan the son of Eliashib, and the chief of the Levites, Hashabiah, Sherebiah, and Jeshua, the son of Kadmiel, with their brethren over against them, to praise and to give thanks according to the commandment of David, the man of God, ward over against ward. Mataniah and Bakbukiah, Obadiah, Meshulam, Talman, Akub, were porters keeping the ward at the thresholds of the gates. These were in the days of Joachim, the son of Jeshua, the son of Josadak, and in the days of Nehemiah, the governor, and of Ezra, the priest, the scribe. And at the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, they sought the Levites out of all their places to bring them to Jerusalem, to keep the dedication with gladness, both with thanksgivings and with singing, with cymbals, psalteries, and with harps. 
and the sons of the singers gathered themselves together, both out of the plain country round about Jerusalem and from the villages of Netopathi, also from the houses of Gilgal and out of the fields of Geba and Asmaveth. For the singers had builded them villages round about Jerusalem, and the priests and the Levites purified themselves and purified the people and the gates and the wall. Then I brought up the princes of Judah upon the wall and appointed two great companies of them that gave thanks, whereof one went on the right hand upon the wall toward the dung gate, and after them went Hoshiah and half of the princes of Judah, and Azariah, Ezra, and Meshulam, Judah, and Benjamin, and Shemiah, and Jeremiah, and certain of the priest's sons with trumpets, namely Zechariah, the son of Jonathan, the son of Shemamiah, the son of Mataniah, the son of Machahiah, the son of Zachor, the son of Asaph and his brethren, Shemiah and Azrael, Milalai, Gilalai, Mei, Nethaniel and Judah, Hanani, with the musical instruments of David, the man of God, and Ezra the scribe before them. And at the fountain gate, which was over against them, they went up by the stairs of the city of David, and at the going up of the wall, above the house of David, even onto the water gate eastward. And the other company of them that gave thanks went over against them, and I after them, and the half the people upon the wall, from beyond the tower of the furnaces, even onto the broad wall, and from above the gate of Ephraim, and above the old gate, and above the fish gate, and the tower of Hananiel, and the tower of Meh, even into the shape gate. And they stood still in the prison gate, so stood the two companies of them that gave thanks in the house of God, and I and the half of the rulers with me, and the priests, Eliakim, Messiah, Miniamim, Micaiah, Elionai, Zechariah, and Hananiah with trumpets, and Masiah, and Shemamiah, and Elazar, and Uzi, and Jehonanan, and Malikajah, and Elam, and Ezer. And the singers sang loud with Jer. Jezrahiah, their overseer. Also that day, that day they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced, for God had made them rejoice with great joy. The wives also and the children rejoiced, so that the joy of Jerusalem was heard even afar off. And at that time were some appointed over the chambers for the treasures, for the offering, for the first fruits, and for the tithes, to gather them gather into them out of the fields of the cities the portions of the law for the priests and the Levites. For Judah rejoiced for the priests and for the Levites that waited. And both the singers and the porters kept the word of their God and the word of the purification according to the commandment of David and of Solomon his son. For in the days of David and Asaph of old there were chiefs of the singers and songs of praise and thanksgiving unto God. And all Israel in the days of Zerubbabel and in the days of Nehemiah gave the portions of the singers and the porters every day his portion, and they sanctified holy things unto the Levites, and the Levites sanctified them unto the children of Aaron. Chapter 13 hmm. On that day, they read in the book of Moses in the audience of the people, and therein was found written that the Ammonite and the Moabite should not come into the congregation of God forever, because they met not the children of Israel with bread and with water, but hired Balaam against them, that he should curse them. 
Howbeit our God turned the curse into a blessing. Now it came to pass, when they heard the law, that they separated from Israel all the mixed multitude. And before this, Eliashib the priest, having the oversight of the chamber of the house of our God, was allied unto Tobiah, and he had prepared for him a great chamber, where aforetime they laid the meat offerings, the frankincense and the vessels, and the tithes of the corn, the new wine and the oil, which was commanded to be given to the Levites, and the singers and the porters, and the offerings of the priests. But in all this time was not I at Jerusalem, for in the two and thirtieth year of Adarsis, king of Babylon, came I unto the king, and after certain days obtained I leave of the king, and I came to Jerusalem, and understood of the evil that Eliashib did for Tobiah in preparing him a chamber in the courts of the house of God. And it grieved me sore. Therefore I cast forth all the household stuff of Tobiah out of the chamber. Then I commanded, and they cleansed the chambers, and thither brought I again the vessels of the house of God with the meat offering and the frankincense. And I perceived that the portions of the Levites had not been given them, for the Levites and the singers that did the work were fled every one to his field. Then contended I with the rulers and said, Why is the house of God forsaken? And I gathered them together and set them in their place. Then brought all Judah the tithe of the corn and the new wine and the oil onto the treasuries. And I made treasurers over the treasuries, Shalemiah the priest and Zadok the scribe, and of the Levites, Pedadiah. And next to them was Hanan the son of Zakor, the son of Mataniah, for they were counted faithful, and their office was to distribute unto their brethren. Remember me, O my God, concerning this, and wipe not out my good deeds that I have done for the house of my God, and for the offices thereof. In those days saw I in Judah some treading wine presses on the Sabbath, and bringing in sheaves, and lading asses, and also wine, grapes, and figs, and all manner of burdens, which they brought unto Jerusalem on the Sabbath day. And I testified against them in the day wherein they sold victuals. There dwelt men of Tyre also therein, which brought fish, and all manner of ware, and sold on the Sabbath unto the children of Judah, and in Jerusalem. Then I contended with the nobles of Judah and said unto them, What evil thing is this that ye do and profane the Sabbath day? Did not your fathers thus and did not our God bring all this evil upon us and upon this city? Yet ye bring more wrath upon Israel by profaning the Sabbath. And it came to pass when the gates of Jerusalem began to be dark before the Sabbath, I commanded that the gates should be shut and charged that they should not be opened till after the Sabbath. And some of my servant, servants said I at the gates that there should no burden be brought in on the Sabbath day. So the merchants and sellers of all kinds of ware lodged without Jerusalem once or twice. Then I testified against them and said unto them, Why lodge ye about the wall? If you do so again, I will lay hands on you. From that time forth came they no more on the Sabbath. And I commanded the Levites that they should cleanse themselves, that they should come and keep the gates to sanctify the Sabbath day. Remember me, O my God, concerning this also, and spare me according to the greatness of thy mercy. In those days also saw I Jews that had married wives of Ashud, of Ammon, and of Moab, and their children spake half in the speech of Ashdod, and could not speak in the Jews' language, but according to the language of each people. 
And I contended with them and cursed them and smote certain of them and plucked off their hair and made them swear by God, saying, Ye shall not give your daughters unto their sons, nor take their daughters unto your sons or for yourselves. Did not Solomon, king of Israel, sin by these things? Yet among many nations, there was no king like him who was beloved of his God, and God made him king over all Israel. Nevertheless, even him did outlandish women cause to sin. Shall we then hearken unto you to do all this great evil, to transgress against our God in marrying strange wives? And one of the sons of Joida, the son of Elishib, the high priest, was son-in-law to Sanballat, the Horonite. Therefore I chased him from me. Remember them, O my God, because they have defiled the priesthood and the covenant of the priesthood and of the Levites. Thus cleansed I them from all strangers and appointed the wards of the priests and the Levites, every one in his business, and for the wood offering at times appointed and for the first fruits. Remember me, O my God, for good. And that concludes Nehemiah. And I think I'm going to finish up there for the day. Mm. Well. All right. Never mind. I'm going to keep going with Esther. Because why not? Because I've only been going an hour. And it is a Sunday special. <clears throat> and I would really like to finish this book. Esther. Now it came to pass in the days of Ahasuerus. This is, a, this is a Ahasuerus, which reigned from India, even onto Ethiopia, over 107 and 20 provinces. That in those days when the king Asurius sat on the throne of his kingdom, which was in Shushan, the palace, in the third year of his reign, he made a feast unto all his princes and his servants, the power of Persia and Medea, the nobles and princes of the provinces being before him. When he showed the riches of his glorious kingdom and the honor of his excellent majesty many days, even in hundred and fourscore days. And when these days were expired, the king made a feast unto all the people that were present in Shushan, the palace, both unto great and small, seven days in the court of the garden of the king's palace, where were white, green, and blue hangings fastened with cords of fine linen and purple to silver rings and pillars of marble. The beds were of gold and silver upon a pavement of red and blue and white and black marble. And they gave them drink in vessels of gold, the vessels being diverse from one another. And royal wine in abundance, according to the state of the king. And the drinking was according to the law. None did compel. For so the king had appointed to all the officers of his house that they should do according to every man's pleasure. Also Vashti, the queen, made a feast for the women in the royal house, which belonged to King Asorius. On the seventh day, when the heart of the king was merry with wine, he commanded Mahuman, Bitha, Harbona, Bigtha, and Abktha, Zethar, and Carcass, the seven chamberlains that served in the presence of Asorius, the king, to bring Vashti, the queen, before the king with the crown royal, to show the people and the princes her beauty, for she was fair to look upon. 
But the Queen Vashti refused to come at the king's commandment by his chamberlains. Therefore was the king very wroth, and his anger burned in him. Then the king said to the wise men, which knew the times, for so is the king's manner toward all that knew law and judgment. And the next unto him was Karshina, Shirthar, Admatha, Tarshish, Meriz, Marcina, and Memukan, the seven princes of Persian and Media, which saw the king's face, and which sat the first in the kingdom. What shall we do unto the queen Vashti according to the law, because she hath not performed the commandment of the king Ashurius by the chamberlains? And Mamukhan answered before the king and the princes, Vashti the queen hath not done wrong to the king only, but also to the princes and to all the people that are in all the provinces of the king Ashurius. For this deed of the queen shall come broadly shall come abroad unto all women, so that they shall despise their husbands in their eyes when it shall be reported. The king Astorius commanded Vashti the queen to be brought in before him, but she came not. Likewise shall the ladies of Persia and Midia say unto this day, All the king's princes which have heard of the deed of the queen, thus shall there arise too much contempt and wrath. If it please the king, let there go a royal commandment from him, and let it be written among the laws of the Persians and the Medes, that it be not altered, that Vashti come no more before King Asorius, and let the king give her royal estate unto another that is better than she. And when the king's decree which he shall make shall be published through all, throughout all his empire, for it is great, all the wives shall give to their husbands honor, both to great and small." And the saying pleased the king and the princes, and the king did according to the word of Memukan, for he sent letters into all the king's provinces, into every province according to the writing thereof, and to every people after their language, that every man should bear rule in his own house, and that it should be published according to the language of every people. Chapter 2 after these things, when the wrath of King Asurius was appeased, he remembered Vashti and what she had done, and what was decreed against her. Then said the king's servants that ministered unto him, Let there be fair young virgins sought for the king, and let the king appoint officers in all the provinces of his kingdom, that they may gather together the fair young virgins, unto Shushan the palace, to the house of the women, unto the custody of Heg, the king's chamberlain, keeper of the women, and let their things be for purification be given them, and let the maiden which pleaseth the king be queen instead of Vashti. And the thing pleased the king, and he did so. Now in Shishan the palace there was a certain Jew, whose name was Mordecai, the son of Jair, the son of Shimei, the son of Kish, a Benjamite, who had been carried away from Jerusalem with the captivity which had been carried away with Jokaniah, king of Judah, whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had carried away. And he brought up Hadassah, that is, Esther, his uncle's daughter, for she had neither father nor money nor mother, and the maid was fair and beautiful, whom Mordecai, when her father and mother were dead, took for his own daughter. So it came to pass, when the king's commandment and his decree was heard, and when many maidens were gathered together unto Shushan the palace, to the custody of Haggai, that Esther was brought also unto the king's house, to the custody of Haggai, keeper of the women. And the maiden pleased him, and she obtained kindness of him, that he speedily gave her her things for purification, with such things as belonged to her, and seven maidens which were meet to be given her out of the king's house. And he preferred her and her maids unto the best place of the house of the women, 
Esther had not shown her people nor her kindred, for Mordecai had charged her that she should not show it. And Mordecai walked every day before the court of the women's house to know how Esther did and what should become of her. Now when every maid's turn was come to go in to King Asurias, after that she had been twelve months, according to the manner of the women, for so were the days of their purifications accomplished, to wit, six months with oil of myrrh, and six months with sweet odors, and with other things for purifying of the women. Then thus came every maiden unto the king. Whatsoever she desired was given her to go with her out of the house of the woman unto the king's house. In the evening she went, and on the morrow she returned into the second house of the women to the custody of Shashgaz, the king's chamberlain, which kept the concubines. She came in unto the king no more, except the king delighted in her, and that she were called by name. Now when the turn of Esther, the daughter of Abihan, Hal, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her for his daughter, was to come to go in unto the king. She required nothing but what Haggai, the king's chamberlain, the keeper of the women, appointed. And Esther obtained favor in the sight of all them that looked upon her. So Esther was taken unto King Asorius into his house royal in the tenth month, which is the month to Beth, in the seventh year of his reign. And the king loved Esther above all the women. And she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins, so that he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. Then the king made a great feast unto all his princes and his servants, even Esther's feast. And he made a release to the provinces and gave gifts according to the state of the king. And when the virgins were gathered together the second time, then Mordecai sat in the king's gate. Esther had not yet shown her kindred nor her people as Mordecai had charged her. For Esther did the commandment of Mordecai, like as when she was brought up with him. In those days, while Mordecai sat in the king's gate, two of the king's chamberlains, Bigthon and Teresh, of those which kept the door, were wroth and sought to lay hand on the king Ascharius, Ahasuerus. And the thing was known to Mordecai, who told it on to Esther the queen, and Esther certified the king thereof in Mordecai's name. And when inquisition was made of the matter, it was found out. Therefore, they were both hanged on a tree, and it was written in the book of the Chronicles before the king. Chapter 3 After these things did King Asurias promote Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Agite, and advanced him, and set his seat above all the princes that were with him. And all the king's servants that were in the king's gate bowed and reverenced Haman, for the king had so commanded concerning him. But Mordecai bowed not, nor did him reverence. Then the king's servants, which were in the king's gate, said unto Mordecai, Why transgressest thou the king's commandment? Now it came to pass, when they spake daily unto him, and he hearkened not unto them, that they told Haman to see whether Mordecai's matters would stand, for he had told them that he was a Jew. And when Haman saw that Mordecai bowed not, nor did him reverence, then was Haman full of wrath. And he thought scorn to lay hands on Mordecai alone, for they had shown him the people of Mordecai. Wherefore Haman sought to destroy all the Jews that were throughout the whole kingdom of Asorius, even the people of Mordecai. In the first month, that is, the month Nisan, and in the twelfth year of King Asorius, they cast pure, that is, the lot, before Haman from day to day, and from month to month to the twelfth month, that is, the month Adar. And Haman said unto King Asorius, 
There is a certain people scattered abroad and dispersed among the people in all the provinces of thy kingdom, and their laws are diverse from all people. Neither keep thee the king's laws. Therefore, it is not for the king's profit to suffer them. If it please the king, let it be written that they may be destroyed, and I will pay 10,000 talents of silver to the hands of those that have the charge of the business, and bring it into the king's treasuries. And the king took his ring from his hand and gave it unto Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Agite, the Jew's enemy. And the king said unto Haman, The silver is given to thee, the people also, to do with them as it seemeth good to thee. Then were the king's scribes called on the thirteenth day of the first month, and there was written according to all that Haman had commanded unto the king's lieutenants, and to the governors that were over every province, and to the rulers of every people of every province according to the writing thereof, and to every people after their language, in the name of King Asorius was it written, and sealed with the king's ring. And the letters were sent by post into all the king's provinces to destroy, to kill, and to cause to perish all Jews, both young and old, little children and women, in one day, even upon the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, which is the month Adar, and to take the spoil of them for a prey. The copy of the writing for a commandment to be given in every province was published unto all people that they should be ready against that day. The posts went out, being hastened by the king's commandment, and the decree was given into Shushan the palace. And the king and Haman sat down to drink, but the city Shushan was perplexed. Chapter 4 When Mordecai perceived all that was done, Mordecai rent his clothes and put on sackcloth with ashes, and went out into the midst of the city, and cried with a loud and bitter cry, and came even before the king's gate, for none might enter into the king's gate clothed with sackcloth. And in every province, whithersoever the king's commandment and his decree came, there was great mourning among the Jews, and fasting, and weeping, and wailing, and many lay in sackcloth and ashes. So Esther's maids and her chamberlains came and told it her. Then was the queen exceedingly grieved, and she sent raiment to clothe Mordecai, and to take away his sackcloth from him, but he received it not. Then called Esther for Hatak, one of the king's chamberlains, whom he had appointed to attend upon her, and gave him a commandment to Mordecai to know what it was and why it was. So Hatak went forth to Mordecai onto the street of the city, which was before the king's gate. And Mordecai told him of all that had happened unto him, and of the son of money that Haman had promised to pay the king's treasuries for the Jews to destroy them. Also he gave him the copy of the writing of the decree, that was given at Shushan to destroy them and to show it unto Esther and to declare it unto her and to charge her that she should go in unto the king to make supplication unto him and to make request before him for her people. And Hatak came and told Esther the words of Mordecai. Again, Esther spake unto Hatak and gave him commandment unto Mordecai. All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces do know that whosoever, whether man or woman, shall come unto the king in the inner court who is not called, there is one law of his to put him to death, except such to whom the king shall hold out the golden sepulcher that he may live. But I have not been called to come in unto the king these thirty days. And they told to Mordecai Esther's words. Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther. Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. 
For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Then Esther bade them return Mordecai this answer. Go, gather all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast ye for me, and neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise, and so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther had commanded him. Chapter 5 Now it came to pass on the third day that Esther put on her royal apparel and stood in the inner court of the king's house over against the king's house. And the king sat upon his royal throne in the royal house over against the gate of the house. And it was so when the king saw Esther the queen standing in the court that she obtained favor in his sight. And the king held out to Esther the golden sepulcher that was in his hand. So Esther drew near and touched the top of the scepter. Then when the king said unto her, What wilt thou, Queen Esther? And what is thy request? It shall be given thee to the half of the kingdom. And Esther answered, If it seem good unto the king, let the king and Haman come this day unto the banquet that I have prepared for him. Then the king said, Cause Haman to make haste that he may do as Esther hath said. So the king and Haman came to the banquet that Esther had prepared. And the king said unto Esther at the banquet of wine, What is thy petition? And it shall be granted thee. And what is thy request? Even to the half of the kingdom it shall be performed. Then answered Esther and said, My petition and my request is, If I have found favor in the sight of the king, and if it please the king to grant my petition and to perform my request, let the king and Haman come to the banquet that I shall prepare for them. And I will do tomorrow as the king has said. Then Haman went forth that day joyful and with a glad heart. But when Haman saw Mordecai in the king's gate, that he stood not up nor moved for him, he was full of indignation against Mordecai. Nevertheless, Haman refrained himself, and when he came home, he sent and called for his friends, and Jeresh his wife. And Haman told them of the glory of his riches, and of the multitude of his children, and all the things wherein the king had promoted him, and how he had advanced him above the princes and servants of the king. Haman said, Moreover, Yea, Esther the queen did let no man come in with the king unto the banquet that she had prepared but myself. And tomorrow I invite, I am invited unto her also with the king. Yet all this availeth me nothing, so long as I see Mordecai the Jew sitting in the king's gate. Then said Jerish, his wife, and all his friends unto him, Let a gallows be made of fifty cubits high, and tomorrow speak thou unto the king that Mordecai may be hanged thereon. Then go thou in merrily with the king unto the banquet. And the thing pleased Haman, and he caused the gallows to be made. Chapter 6 On that night could not the king sleep, and he commanded to bring the book of records of the chronicles. And they were read before the king. And it was found written that Mordecai had told Bignatha and Teresh, two of the king's chamberlains, the keepers of the door, who sought to lay hand on King Asorius. And the king said, What honor and dignity hath been done to Mordecai for this? Then the king's servants said that ministered unto him, There is nothing done for him. And the king said, Who is in the court? Now Haman was come in 
into the outward court of the king's house to speak unto the king to hang Mordecai on the gallows that he had prepared for him. And the king's servant said unto him, Behold, Haman standeth in the court. And the king said, Let him come in. So Haman came in. And the king said unto him, What shall be done unto the man whom the king delighteth to honor? Now Haman thought in his heart, To whom would the king delight to do honor more than to myself? And Haman answered the king, For the man whom the king delighteth to honor, let the royal apparel be brought which the king useth to wear, and the horse that the king rideth upon, and the crown royal which is set upon his head. And let this apparel and horse be delivered to the hand of the one the king most noble, the king's most noble princes, that they may array the man withal whom the king delighteth to honor. And bring him on horseback through the street of the city, and proclaim before him, Thus shall it be done to the man whom the king delighteth to honor. Then the king said to Haman, Make haste, and take the apparel and the horse, as thou hast said, and do even so to Mordecai the Jew that sitteth at the king's gate. Let nothing fail of all that thou hast spoken. Then took Haman the apparel and the horse, and arrayed Mordecai, and brought him on horseback through the street of the city, and proclaimed before him, Thus shall it be done unto the man whom the king delighteth to honor. And Mordecai came again to the king's gate. But Haman hasted to his house mourning, and having his head covered. And Haman told Jerish, his wife, and all his friends, the, everything that had befallen him. Then said his wise men, and Jeresh his wife unto him, If Mordecai be of the seed of the Jews, before whom thou hast begun to fall, then thou shalt not prevail against him, but shall surely fall before him. And while they were yet talking with him, came the king's chamberlains, and hasted to bring Haman unto the banquet that Esther had prepared. Chapter 7. So the king and Haman came to banquet with Esther the queen, and the king said again unto Esther on the second day at the banquet of wine, Why is thy petition, Queen Esther? What is thy petition, Queen Esther? And it shall be granted thee. And what is thy request? And it shall be performed, even to the half of the kingdom. Then Esther the queen answered and said, If I have found favor in thy sight, O king, and if it please the king, let my life be given me at my petition and my people at my request. For we are sold, I and my people, to be destroyed, to be slain, and to perish. But if we had been sold for bondsmen and bondswomen, I had held my tongue, although the enemy could not countervail the king's damage. Then the king Asurius answered and said unto Esther the queen, Who is he, and where is he that durst presume in his heart to do so? And Esther said, the adversary and enemy is this wicked Haman. Then Haman was afraid before the king and the queen. And the king, arising from the banquet of wine in his wrath, went into the palace garden, and Haman stood up to make request for his life to Esther the queen, for he saw that there was evil determined against him by the king. Then the king returned out of the palace garden and into the place of the banquet of wine, and Haman was fallen upon the bed wherein Esther was. Then said the king, Will he force the queen also before me in the house? As the word went out of the king's mouth, they covered Haman's face. And Harbona, one of the king's chamberlains, said before the king, 
Behold also the gallows fifty cub the gallows fifty cubits high, which Haman had made for Mordecai, who had spoken good for the king, standeth in the house of Haman. Then the king said, Hang him thereon. So they hanged Haman on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. Then was the king's wrath pacified. Chapter eight. On that day did the king Asurius give the house of Haman the Jew's enemy unto Esther the queen. And Mordecai came before the king, for Esther had told what he was unto her. And the king took off his ring, which he had taken from Haman, and gave it unto Mordecai. And Esther set Mordecai over the house of Haman. And Esther spake yet again before the king, and fell down at his feet, and besought him with tears to put away the mischief of Haman the Agagite, and his device that he had devised against the Jews. Then the king held out the golden scepter toward Esther. So Esther arose and stood before the king and said, If it please the king, and if I have found favor in his sight, and the things seem right before the king, and I be pleasing in his eyes, let it be written to reverse the letters devised by Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, which he wrote to destroy the Jews, which are in all the king's provinces. For how can I endure to see the evil that shall come unto my people? Or how can I endure to see the destruction of my kindred? Then the king Asurius said unto Esther the queen, and to Mordecai the Jew, Behold, I have given Esther the house of Haman, and him they have hanged upon the gallows, because he laid his hand upon the Jews. Write ye also for the Jews, as it liketh you, in the king's name, and seal it with the king's ring, for the writing which is written in the king's name and sealed with the king's ring, no man may no man reverse. Then were the king's scribes called at that time in the third month, that is, the month of Sivan. And on the three and twentieth day thereof, and it was written according to all that Mordecai commanded unto the Jews, and to the lieutenants, and the deputies and rulers of the provinces which are from India unto Ethiopia, and hundred twenty and seven provinces, unto every province according to the writing thereof, and unto every people after their language and unto the Jews according to their writing and according to their language. And he wrote in the king Asorius's name and sealed it with the king's ring and sent letters by posts on horseback and riders on mules, camels, and young dromedaries, wherein the king granted the Jews which were in every city to gather themselves together and to stand for their life, to destroy, to slay, and to cause to perish all the power of the people and the province that would assault them, both little ones and women, and to take the spoil of them for a prey upon one day in all the provinces of King Asorius, namely upon the 13th day of the 12th month, which is the month Adar. The copy of the writing for a commandment to be given in every province was published unto all people, and that the Jews should be ready against that day to avenge themselves on their enemies. So the posts that rode upon mules and camels went out, being hastened and pressed on by the king's commandment. And the decree was given at Shushan the palace. And Mordecai went out from the presence of the king in royal apparel of blue and white, and with a great crown of gold, and with a garment of fine linen and purple. And the city of Shushan rejoiced and was glad. The Jews had light and gladness and joy and honor. And in every province and in every city, whithersoever the king's commandment and his decree came, the Jews had joy and gladness and a feast and a good day. And many of the people of the land became Jews for the fear of the Jews fell upon them. Chapter nine. 
Now in the twelfth month, that is, the month Adar, on the thirteenth day of the same, when the king's commandment and his decree drew near to be put in execution, in the day that the enemies of the Jews hoped to have power over them, though it was turned to the contrary, that the Jews had rule over them that hated them, the Jews gathered themselves together in their cities throughout all the provinces of King Asherius to lay hand on such as sought their hurt, and no man could withstand them, for the fear of them fell upon all people. And all the rulers of the provinces and the lieutenants and the deputies and the officers of the king helped the Jews because the fear of Mordecai fell upon them. For Mordecai was great in the king's house and his fame went out throughout all the provinces. For this man Mordecai waxed greater and greater. Thus the Jews smote all their enemies with the stroke of the sword and slaughter and destruction and did what they would unto those that hated them. And in Shishan, the palace, the Jews slew and destroyed 500 men. And Parshandatha, and Dalphon, and Aspatha, and Portha, and Adalia, and Aradatha, and Parmshta, and Arasai, and Ardai, and Vaj Vajatha, the ten sons of Haman, the sons of Hamadatha, the enemy of the Jews, slew they. But on the spoil laid they not their hand. On that day the number of those that were slain in Shushan the palace was brought before the king. And the king said unto Esther the queen, The Jews have slain and destroyed five hundred men in Shushan the palace, and the ten sons of Haman. What have they done in the rest of the king's provinces? Now what is thy petition? And it shall be granted thee. Or what is thy request further? And it shall be done. Then said Esther, if it please the king, let it be granted to the Jews which are in Shushan to do tomorrow also, according unto this day's decree, and let Haman's ten sons be hanged upon the gallows. And the king commanded it so to be done, and the decree was given at Shushan, and they hanged Haman's ten sons. For the Jews that were in Shushan gathered themselves together on the fourteenth day also of the month Adar, and slew three hundred men at Shushan, but on the prey they laid not their hand. But the other Jews that were in the king's provinces gathered themselves together and stood for their lives and had rest for their from their enemies and slew of their foes 70 and 5,000. But they laid not their hands on the prey. On the 13th day of the month Adar and on the 14th day of the same rested they and made it a day of feasting and gladness. But the Jews that were at Shushan assembled together on the 13th day thereof, and on the 14th thereof, and on the 15th day of the same they rested, and made it a day of feasting and gladness. Therefore the Jews of the villages that dwelt in the unwalled towns made the 14th day of the month Adar a day of gladness and feasting, and a good day, and of sending portions one to another. And Mordecai wrote these things, and sent letters unto all the Jews that were in all the provinces of the king of Sorius, both nigh and far, to establish this among them, that they should keep the fourteenth day of the month Adar, and the fifteenth day of the same, yearly, as the days wherein the Jews rested from their enemies, and the month which is turned on to them from sorrow to joy, and from mourning into a good day, that they should make them days of feasting and joy, and of sending portions one to another, and gifts to the poor. And the Jews undertook to do as they had begun, and as Mordecai had written unto them, because Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, the enemy of all the Jews, had devised against the Jews to destroy them, and had cast out pure, that is, the lot, to consume them, and to destroy them, 
But when Esther came before the king, he commanded by letters that his wicked device, which he devised against the Jews, should return upon his own head, and that he and his son should be hanged on the gallows. Wherefore, they called these days Purim, after the name Pure. Therefore, for all the words of this letter, and of that which they had seen concerning this matter, and which had come unto them, the Jews ordained, and took upon them, and upon their seed, and upon all such as joined themselves unto them, so as it should not fail that they would keep those two days according to their writing and according to their appointed time every year, and that these days should be remembered and kept throughout every generation, every family, every province, and every city, and that these days of Purim should not fail from among the Jews, nor the memorial of them perish from their seed. Then Esther the queen, the daughter of Abahal, and Mordecai the Jew, wrote with all authority to confirm this second letter of Purim. Then he sent the letters unto all the Jews, to the hundred twenty and seven provinces in the kingdom of Sorius, with words of peace and truth, to confirm these days of Purim in their times appointed, according as Mordecai the Jew and Esther the queen had enjoined them, and as they had decreed for themselves and for their seed the matters of the fastings and their cry. And the decree of Esther confirmed these matters of Purim, and it was written in the book. Chapter 10. And the king Assurius laid a tribute upon the land and upon the isles of the sea, and all the acts of his power and of his might, and the declaration of the, the greatness of Mordecai, whereunto the king advanced him. Are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Media and Persia? For Mordecai the Jew was next unto the king Astorius, and great among the Jews, and accepted of the multitude of his brethren, seeking the wealth of his people, and speaking peace to all his seed. And that concludes the book of Esther. Which means tomorrow we start in on the books of poetry, starting with Job. That means tomorrow we also start with a new intro song. Liana should be very happy. She hates the song we're in there right now. She liked it at first, but not so much anymore. So I hope you all have a wonderful Sunday and that God keeps you safe and healthy in the shadow of his wing until he returns for us, which should be soon. So... Mick and I will be back this afternoon, 2 p.m. for the uh, True Spiracy, 1.45 for the start of the regular show, 2 p.m. for the start of True Spiracy, which is in about three hours, two, two hours, two and a half hours. So come check us out. And then I'll be back tomorrow morning for the good book. We will start with Job tomorrow. So until then, I hope God keeps you safe and warm. And uh, thank you all for watching. See you on the flip side. Have a great day. Crazy baby, chill, don't medicate, just meditate You waking up now, well baby, you hella late Educate, look at what's going on, let it resonate Accelerate, find your inner hunger like you never ate Agenda is to push the hate, separate and segregate Don't celebrate quite yet, the storm is coming, cue for heaven's sake Violence that they demonstrate, 
instigating, penetrate the values of our country and our God is what they desecrate. My fighters ain't no featherweight, pulling out the seams of the fabric that they fabricate. They feed us lies, manipulate, intimidate through fear and force, forcing us to sit and wait till we come together, congregate, and then we liberate. Praying that you give me strength to find some love amongst the hate, marching on these streets of blood till I see the golden gates. Troubadour and troubled souls, one of God's servants, blades out, cut the grass till we see the serpent. Puppet shows days on because of you fools. We've been dancing with the devil way too long. I know it's fun, but get ready to pay your dues. Oh God, come back home. This crazy world is filled with Swallow, just digested. Suspected something's going on, but chose to just neglect it. Deflected by some breaking news, always just accepted. Expected just to fall in line and follow their perspective. Don't question their objective, but I got a lot of questions. How these kids molested, but nobody's been arrested. Credit in the testament, these children are protected. So I'm fighting all these terrorists, both foreign and domestic. Refuse to be directed. Lying, not a sheep. Only kneel to my God, so I'm dying on my feet. Uh, silence when we speak, but there's violence in the street. I've been rolling with the punches, I can't take it on the cheek. Uh, drink from a glass half full, I'm optimistic. People are sadistic, so vicious and malicious. Praying for assistance to overcome my position, or I'm gonna start resisting and then I pray for forgiveness. This puppet show stays on because of you fools. We've been dancing with the devil way too long. I know it's fun, but get ready to pay your dues. Oh, Because of you